Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. My guest today is Tanya Papora from the original Gossip Band. Her and her cohorts were really prolific during the quarantine and produced some great rockin' songs. Let's have a listen to Getting Closer, and then we'll get right into it. Stick with us.
My guest is not only a singer-songwriter, but also a superb lead vocalist for the band Original Gossip. With over two decades of experience performing, she certainly knows her way around the studio, also as a sound engineer, supporting her passion for original music on Long Island. Original Gossip was formed to explore the passion for rock and roll by combining the talents of Al, Aaron, Rob, and Jeff, seasoned performers rounding out the band. I'd like to welcome Tanya Purpura to the Long Island Sound Podcast. Great to have you, Tanya. Nice to see you. Thank you, Steve. Nice to see you, too. Great. So you're definitely one of those groups that fill out the Long Island Sound, certainly. And um, I was reading your bio, and you were lamenting the lack of um, original venu- uh, venues that do original music. And I'm right with you on there. Uh, I know a handful, but... I remember when I was a, a younger man, all you could find was live music venues with original music. You know, there were a few covers. It was before the days of the tribute band, uh, but it's something that I miss, and I'm glad you guys do live music and original music. It's really kind of cool. So Yeah, uh, there, there's still a few venues out there that, you know, get us in there to play, so we're grateful for that. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So we heard coming in, uh, Getting Closer. Really great tune. Um, want to tell me just a little bit about that? Is that a song that you wrote or how it came about? Um, yeah, we wrote that song towards the end of the pandemic lockdown, kind of like just to symbolize um, getting back to normalcy, you know, getting sure. closer again, making connection with people, you know, because during that time, everybody was so you know, separated. Yeah. It's the reciprocal of keep your distance at six feet away. We're getting exactly. Closer. Exactly. Yeah, but this song was more like, you know, we forgot about what that felt like, you know, holding hands, dancing close, as some of the words say. Yeah. Yeah. I so. remember I, I was with my wife and we were at Lily Flanagan's in, in, uh, in Babylon. And I thought it was a joke, but there was a couple people playing under the tent at the time early in when we were starting to get back out. Yeah. And a bouncer came up to us and said, uh, I'm sorry, you can't dance. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> it's just Yeah, it was a rough time there for all musicians because, you know, we tried rehearsing via Zoom and via Internet and it was just impossible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so we wrote a lot of music during that time. <laughs> so now when it comes to writing music, are are you are you the main songwriter? Is it more of a collaborative effort with the group? How do you approach it? Um, some of the songs were written, uh, singly, you know, but most of the songs we write together collaboratively with the other members and, um, we all have our parts, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll just write lyrics. Sometimes I may come up with a melody or a guitar part that I'll show my guitarist and then he'll take it a little further. Mm -hmm. And, uh, pretty much that's what it's about. All right. That's working together. So it's it's really a band effort, which is which is Absolutely. great. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, the approach on that. Do the other members uh, bring any of their own songs in and uh, kind of complete and say, "Hey, let's I want to try this," or is it more of a sit down group? Uh, well, it's it's funny because about well three years ago, um, I joined the band, so they had a lot of songs. I had a lot of songs, mm-hmm. so we put a lot of them together. And we we play both. And now recently, I'd say over the last year and a half to two years, we've been collaboratively writing as a band. Wow. That's yeah. Not- so 
it, it's it's good. It's a good team effort all the time. So did you know the guys before you actually joined the band or it was just circumstance that they no, found you? Um, they, I had an ad looking for original musicians. Okay. They were looking for a singer. They saw my ad. They called me. And the rest is history. <laughs> wow. You know what is? I, I always digest um, my guest's music for, for a couple hours. I, I kind of drill down and I'm always interested to even take it further. You can't really... Yeah can't really uh, get a full grasp of a band with, within within a couple of days. You know, I remember yeah. the days where we'd get an album and when they used to have albums, just albums, uh, man, we'd, we'd go through that album till we wore the needle out on the record player. Oh, you yeah. Know, just really, really kind of taking in. So one of the things that came to mind with your sound, you, ha- you had, a, a, it, it was almost like an Axl Rose, a Guns N' Roses vibe to it. And really? A Pat, <laughs> and a Pat Benatar vibe vibe to it that was just kind of my first impressions uh very rocky you know rocky rock rock and roll i mean in a great yeah, way yeah, like yeah. in more of an anthem sound which is kind of cool well i mean pat benatar was a big influence okay in my life i mean really i i had every album <laughs> singing in my bedroom with the hairbrush <laughs> you know the whole bit right right <laughs> That's, that's great. So what other influences did you have? What was, what would, um, what would you gravitate towards this uh, early? Uh, I liked the classic rock, you know, I, I enjoyed Pat Benatar, obviously heart. Oh, sure. Uh, there was a Melissa Etheridge phase that I went through. I did like the heavier stuff, like the guns and roses and uh, you know, stuff like that. That's, and that's not easy to pull off, to be honest with you. I mean, you really have to, my opinion, this is, this is from a knucklehead who sings horribly, according. Well, I sing okay. Um, but you really have to have a trained voice to pull that stuff off, you know, especially night after night or, you know, gigging around. You know, thank yeah. God there's no more smoking in bars anymore. That must oh, have yeah, forget it. it. That so was when, a killer. When was, your, when was your first, what was your first foray into singing in public? Uh, I think I was about 18. I joined my first band. Um, we were called Desire. Okay. And I was a girl singer. We actually had a girl drummer, too. Oh, nice. And uh, we played the Salty Dog in Huntington. I don't know if you remember that uh, oh, place. I sure, I sure do. <laughs> Down New York Avenue, just yeah. uh, just north yeah. of Main Street. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was in there when I was 16. That was like a home base over there. Oh, great place. Yeah. And we, we did a lot of stuff. You know, we did Joan Jett. We did the Ramones. We did um, Pat Benatar. We did actually a little punk stuff, Missing Persons. Oh, sure. Heart. Yeah. So we did the whole cover scene back then. Right, right. And then uh, then I would say probably in my late 20s, I probably got more into original music and got into an original band and you know that was it what, what i always what i always found interesting about singer songwriters is that moment that you say hey i got an idea and i i can do this you know now let, let's let's kind of reel it back a little bit did did you pick up an instrument as as a, a younger child or oh um, uh, yeah i did i i played piano for a while i played guitar i I was in band in school. I, I played okay. the clarinet. I played the flute. I played the bass clarinet. You know? All right. Yeah. I gravitated more towards the guitar. I'm not a great guitar player by no means, but I, at least I could write a song. So Sure. All right. So yeah. 
it's a, it's a, it's a means, it's a means to an end, you know? Exactly. Uh, so, um, you know, having that diversity of, of instruments is kind of cool. Cause you, you certainly get an ear, you start training your ear early to wind instruments and, and exactly. strumming and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. Have you ever ever used the piano to write, or is it really the guitar your go to? I go to more the guitar mm-hmm. than the piano. Oh, cool! That's really neat. Um, so, what's interesting? It's it's a relatively young band, right? To just before the pandemic. Uh yeah. Well, I think we got together in 2019. Oh wow! We had, yeah, right. we had we had a great yeah. It was like three years. So. We we started in 2019 and we we played a lot that year and then when 2020 hit, it all yeah. went down. It was, shut- <laughs> it was it was the shutdown, you know. Yeah, and that co- was it. And a couple of things can happen. Either uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people get really creative online and and doing like porch singing and stuff like that with the tip yeah. cup out and and if it's uh, to make your living, man, it was it was a big struggle. Yeah, yeah, it was a big struggle. I mean, <clears throat> we were going really good the first year. We had a lot of gigs and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit and then it was nothing. And two things could happen. You could either stay together or you break up because a sure, lot of bands of broke up during that time. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know when things were starting to open up, different venues like, okay, we can have a duo or, or a single act, but yeah. we can't, we can't have a band, you know, right, right. that that sort of thing. And well, thank God we're over the hump uh, with that, you know, and you know what I would think with the, the amount of experience you guys have in your band that you're somewhat of a known quantity through the different musicians you have in your band to get, just to get gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, j- no, we, we, um, we get gigs, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, be, being a all original band, you know, everyone was kind of, oh, you're never going to get a gig, but we do pretty good. Yeah, I saw that you yeah. played. You played the Bitter End in Manhattan, right? Yeah, yeah and, we played um, there twice. We played Rockwood in Manhattan. Um, we're booked all the way now till October. Oh, good for you. you That's know? great. Yes. But you play some of the Patrick venues as well. Um, well, we did a live, a virtual live thing out of 89 North. Okay. I think that was in 2020, maybe. Yeah. When they were doing like virtual concerts and stuff. So we did one of those things Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that, that was it back then. We played in my backyard because there was nowhere, (laughs) nothing else open. Right. Right. You you, you get creative and you do it, do what you have to do. Why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, what I found very intriguing was uh, your studio um, engineering or mixing uh, experience. I want to talk about that um, because I think that'll be interesting to our audience. Hey, we'll be right back. Everybody hang with us. Hey there, this is Jeff, the owner of Murphy's Music, located at 447 Walt Whitman Road in Melville, New York. We are your one-stop shop for all your music needs. We buy, sell, and trade instruments, amps, effects, and more. Murphy's Music also provides full-service repairs on most instruments and amplifiers, all at the lowest prices and with the fastest turnaround time. We also provide professional music lessons on all instruments, including voice, and we provide all school instrument rentals. So come on down and find out why Murphy's Music is Long Island's premier music shop. Give us a call today, 631-549-4510. We'll see you there. 
Hey, we're back with Tanya from uh, the original gossip band. And uh, we were chatting during the break about female leads in rock and roll, you know, and I was, my assumption is it's probably not that easy. And, and how do you handle it? How do you handle the boys, I guess? Well, you, you become one of the boys, really. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't really get offended by, you know, guy talk or jokes. I'm pretty just like one of the guys, you know, when okay. I'm with the band. I don't really let it get to me. I want to be created, you know, be like an equal. Sure, with them. sure. Yeah. So you I don't have... want them to tiptoe around me. Yeah, I assume know? I assume you got to be assertive. You know, you got to, you know, say your mind and be kind of a fierce aspect of things, you know, because um, a female, to me, a female lead in a rock and roll band is really something special because of your, the range of your voice and what you can bring and how you can express uh, your music. You know, it really, right. I mean, there's some guys that can do it well, some not so well. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think yeah. it's just a value. You're a valuable asset to to the group. And yeah, I guess you got to be one of the, one of the guys, so to speak. Sure. Sure. Got to have I, a little confidence. Oh, I, <laughs> Hey, to get in front to get in front of a microphone in, in in front of a bunch of people is is takes a lot of confidence. You jump you're jumping in, you know. So uh, exactly. a lot of kudos to you on that. The other thing that I found interesting was your experience uh, in the studio. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? How did that come about? Well, I was always recording, you know, whether it was with cassette or a little Tascam, you know, four track mm, thing. Sure, I remember that. You know, so I was always interested in it. And uh, there was a studio up in Deer Park called Lobo Studios. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It was on Deer Park Ave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right on Deer Park Ave. No one really knew about it. Like there was, you know, you didn't know it was there. Mm -hmm. And um, I just went in there one day and I was just like, you know, I want to intern here. I want to learn. And there was this guy, Phil Chahori, which I still work with him. He mixes and masters all our stuff. Oh, great. And uh, he works, too, locally out of his home, like we do. Mm -hmm. He took me under his wing, you know, and I just learned everything, you know, from drum setup to studio setup, everything, you know. That's amazing. I tell you, even, you know, I'm more of a techie person, just, you know, I like playing with the toys, so to speak. And even with this podcast, this is a relatively young podcast from January, I had to learn how to how to mix uh everything in post. You know, I do, yeah. I use audacity cause it's free. Yes. And I was fortunate enough to run into some studio people who would call me and say, Hey, try this, try that. YouTube was great, you know, to oh, try yeah. and figure out, yeah. uh, down from my microphone to my first episodes were, Hey, it just sounded like to me a lot of, I'm very critical. It was like crappy. And my friend, Mike Nugent said, it's not your microphone. It's your room. You got to, you got to, you got to soundproof the room a little bit. And he gave me some sound panels and I did the old uh, moving blankets from Harbor Freight. Sure. I do too. (laughs) And and that works, you know, the windows are blacked out, but uh, you know, I didn't get it. And you learned, I'll tell you a quick story. I was, I was doing one the other night and I looked to my left and I went, Holy crap, the air conditioner's (laughs) on. It's like two feet away. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's like 20 minutes of sound. You know what? It filtered right out. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. Got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> Tell me about it. And I, I, yeah. And I always remember to hit record. So I'm pretty good with that now too. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a mistake to make early on, I've made it, but it's really good that yeah. 
you have you have that background, you know. So I think that trains your ear in another way. And if you have yeah. pe- have people that are willing to say, hey, you know, hey, try this or or did you hear that? You know, why don't we do this? And that kind of opens up, at least to me, another creative experience because you're listening for things that I would say the amateur or the novice wouldn't have, you know. Well, it's pretty funny because mm. we record in my house. I have a recording studio in the basement. And um, mm-hmm. it's funny because I hear everything. <laughs> I hear the littlest noise, the littlest click on right. a track. And the guys are like, what are you talking about? We don't hear it. I'm like, no, it's there. Where someone's talking. I'm like, I hear someone. Who was talking during the take? <laughs> Yeah, 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 I can hear it. Yeah, you get it. You know, and you know, it's funny. You can actually get down. At least for me, so one of one of my pet peeves are um, stop gaps. You know, ums and ahs, and and that's part of us just speaking. Sometimes right. it it can be kind of kooky. You know, I can I can get to the point where I can look at the waveform and go that there's an um right there uh-huh. <laughs> before yeah. I see it, and yeah. and you work and you work it out. But it's got to sound natural. It's it's got to sound like a flow of conversation. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But the studio stuff is fun. I mean, I, I I love it. You know, I like watching the evolve of the song. You know, come to life. You know. Sure. So, what what program do you use, if you don't mind me asking? I use Personas. Personas. Okay. Yes. There's Cubase, Cubase and Pro Tools, Logic. We um Phil used used to use Logic, but then we got into the Personas end of it. So we all got the same program this way. We could transfer files back and forth, upload sure. sessions, and it's easier, right? You know, so we all have basically the same program that we use, and it was a, it was a little bit of a learning curve because for a while we used Sonar, okay, and I was always used to Pro Tools, mm-hmm. so Personas is a lot like Pro Tools to me, right? Right, you know, it works about the same way. Yeah, it's it's learning how to ride a different bicycle, you know. It's yeah, and once you learn it, you know. Yeah, you, you got it down. It's it's almost yeah. It's it's almost pretty natural. So you'll lay down the tracks, and Phil will do the mixing of of the song, yeah. the final mix, and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. always good to have those other ears on things. At, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and he's great. You know, he's he's a great guy. Nice, good to work with. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Let's talk about Above Water. I think that's the song that yeah actually is going to be premiering right. Yes. July 12th. Yeah. So July this is 12th. an exclusive. I love, love this. This is like a newscast. <laughs> so I'm getting the exclusive and it, and this episode should be out uh, and live around the 12th day before my birthday. Uh, July 12th. Yeah. All yeah. right. July 13th, my birthday. Just let you know. Happy Just, birthday. <laughs> early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us about above water and then we'll, we'll have a listen to it for the group. Above water is basically a song about staying above all the static, Okay, you know, uh, it could be a relationship. It could be a friends. It could be someone that's done you wrong, but you stay above water. Like and there's a, a line in there, you know, say what you mean, believe what you see. Not everybody says what they mean. Oh, of course. Yeah. You could tell more by what you see. Cool. And that this is one that you wrote? Uh, yes, uh, uh, me and Al, the guitarist, and you know, the band definitely contributed, you know, their parts in it musically. Absolutely. Nice. All right. So let's take a listen to Above Water and we'll be right back after the song. Enjoy everyone. (laughs) 
Hey, everybody. We're back with Tanya from the original Gossip Band. It's a real rocking band that uh, really started before the pandemic. They found each other, original music, and uh, really bringing the Long Island sound all around Long Island. So, Tanya, really, by the way, the song was great, Above Water. Thank you. It kind of speaks to... uh, where we need to be and, uh, you know, not sweat the small stuff and, and just, you know, you'll exactly. do well if you just keep your head above water, you know, exactly. So, so yeah. thank you for that. So what do you, what do you got? You said you're booked through, through October, which is great. Where yeah. are some of the places you're going to be playing? Well, on July 8th, we'll be at Finley's on green street in Huntington. Oh, yeah, Huntington. yeah. Great place. Yeah. From eight to 11. All righty. So that's a big night for us. Uh, July 16th, we'll be at Connolly's in New York City. Oh, at nine, at nine o'clock in Times well, that's Square. That's a great. That's the that's the Irish place with the rooftop bar. And yes. I'm not. I'm not kidding yeah. you. That's my family's one of our favorite places when we go into the city. Well, we hope to see you there on the 16th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we take the long staircase up, and uh, you know, it definitely creates a desire to have a couple of beers after that long walk. But it's a great. Yeah, place. yeah. And then nice. we'll be back at Finley's August 19th. Again, and then uh, September 30th, we have a al- album release show over at Roslyn Cellar. Okay. I got involved with um, uh, East Coast Rocker album that's coming out. We're going to have CDs for that. It's with a bunch of local artists from Long Island, mm-hmm. you know, a East Coast Rockers album. So it's like a compilation album. So we're part of that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and that's kicking off September 30th, hopefully. Nice. And then October, we'll be out in Jamesport uh, Farm Brewery. Oh, wonderful. For the day, yeah. All right, so you're all over the place. Hey, I got yeah. we I, we definitely got to talk about this story because that kind of jumped out at me. I went to your private page. Tell me about Richie Blackmore. Well, Richie Blackmore was in uh, Lobo Studios. And uh, from Deep Purple, for those, yeah, from Deep Purple, and I sat right next to him. And what the heck was he doing there? What did he get? We, lost? We, we were recording. We, you know, he does that whole, um, mi- you know, uh, medieval kind of, you know, Renaissance music there. Okay. You know, with his wife, and uh, it was great. It was a great experience. You know, he's a really nice guy, really down to earth, regular guy. Yeah, just a regular guy. You know, making music like all of us. Nice. Now, what brought him to Long Island? Is he is he does he live somewhere around the island or? I think so. I'm not really sure. All right. So if you have his number, give him a call. Sure. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> next time you talk on. to him, ask him come on the Long Island Sound. Can you get on the show? Sure. Yeah. You know, we'll rejuvenate <laughs> his career. You know. Yeah. Sell, yeah. Sell more CDs. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of cool when you 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 can. And and you're kind of in that genre too, that that rock genre. To meet somebody like that is is pretty neat. So did you yeah. sing with him, or you just happened to be in the studio? No, we were was- in the studio. Phil was engineering for him. I was just assisting that day. You know, he was in there like a week. You know, and I was just assisting, and it was great. Now the the other thing, and I want to put a plug in for one of the guys is the owner of Murphy's Music, right? In, yes, Jeff, in our yes, our bass player. Yes. Okay, so we got to put a plug in for Murphy's Music. It's right on one ten. It's Melville or Huntington area. Right, right, Melville. Yep. 
It's a nice little shot. Now he'll be happy. Okay. And he, <laughs> and he didn't even ask us. Yeah, actually, that's very good. That's very nice of you, actually. Yeah, Murphy's yeah. is a great, great, great place. You know, great yeah. little music store there. Yeah, if he wants to sponsor a great podcast, I'm just saying, if he wants to talk, you know, that, that possibility. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that possibility is there. You know, next time we got to get the rest of the guys in and have them on the podcast, too. Cause, sure. Uh, you know, unless they're shy guys and they just play music and you're the front person. I don't know. That that would be fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but can we control it and make it, <laughs> make it plausible know. for the audience? Yeah, it may be a little too fun. <laughs> it sounds like you have, have a great band there. It sounds like it's uh, pretty cool. You know, that yeah, all we're all pretty uh, well grounded. You know, we, we're all out there for the same goal. You know, we just want to make good music, get it heard. You know, play, and that's it. Put it out there. So a couple of guys, were they in bands together, or was this just a different collaboration and they all kind of came together the past couple well, of years? Well, you know, um, Aaron and Al know each other for like 35, 40 years. Okay. Uh, they they were collaborating together for a very long time. Uh, the drummer, Rob, he came into the band with them, played for a while, then went off to school, then came back, right. got involved with them again, you know, and uh, had a few bass players over the years come and go, you know, and just, let, uh, well, maybe less than a year ago, we found Jeff, mm -hmm. you know, which, which is good. He joined the band. And so he's the newest member. He's the baby. Okay. You got to break him in. Yeah. He'll be ready in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's been good. It's been a nice ride so far. That's great. That's great. Now, um, so you got to tell me about, did you, do you have the name of the album that you're going to be releasing on? On the, I saw that little teaser video, that 20 second video you did where you're strumming. Uh, I think the Above Water song, the intro to that. Um, um, what's, do you have a name for the album yet? Well, we're not, we don't, we have a single coming out Above Water. Okay. Yeah, but we're going to be on that compilation album, the East Coast Rockers album, that's coming out soon. And it's a project that is featuring uh, Joey Gem 316, um, this this girl, Susan Aquila. She's a uh, classical violinist. Oh, wow. And yeah, she's in a collaboration with him right now. And uh, they put together this East Coast Rockers album. So now are they are they from, are they from all from the east, different parts of the East Coast? Yes, or lo or local? I think okay. different parts of the, of the East Coast. That's neat. That's yeah, neat. so that'd that'll be, be cool. Yeah, gotta get them on the podcast. That'd be an interesting story of how how it it comes together. You know, yeah, it's like a collaborative effort to get everybody a little piece of uh, exposure out there. Exactly, and that and that's what we try to do. That's what we try to do here on on the podcast is really give you singer songwriters, original singer songwriters a new platform to expose your music. And it really came out of an idea where, you know, my wife and I, Debbie and I love seeing live music. And I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to the music, I'm like, I wonder what their story is, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if, I'm sure you get people have too many cocktails and come up and start talking to you in the middle of a set, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or try to have these in-depth well, two minute conversations. So, um, Maybe yeah. this is maybe this is the platform uh, to find out more about you and, and how you approach things. So uh, yeah, you know, it's just I mean, we practice you know a lot and we do a lot on our own. It's very important to kind of hone in on your craft on your own time. Sure. So this way, when you do get together with the band, 
everybody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask, let me ask you this: Are you purposeful about songwriting in that? Just you personally, because I know you collaborate with everybody. But do you say you you sit down? Okay, I'm going to write a song. Does the muse hit you and you collect different things on your phone? How, you know, what's what's your process? I'm curious about that. Uh, my process is usually I write a lot about from experience, from what I see, what I feel at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new song that we're working on. I'm not sure when we're going to record it, but it's called Faces of You. Mm-hmm. And it was actually written for my mom. Oh, wow. And the day she passed away, it was oh, uh, sunrise and the song just came to me like faces of you, sunrise, sunset. You know, it was just the lyrics on it, you know, mm. just mean it's deep for me, you know. Wow, okay. Yeah. And Whoa. it's a rock song, so she'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mom was a rocker. All right. <laughs> it's a rock song. So, you know, Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, it's amazing how it's different events kind of hit you and, uh, you know, when it hits you. And what I really love about singer-songwriters like yourself, you act on it. You know, yeah. a, a lot of us have the muse that hit hit us, and I could I could hand you my phone and, and show hundreds of ideas. Uh, but I'm too busy with the podcast to actually sit down and write yeah. a song, you know. Well, we, so. have, um, we have a song out there, a video, too, on YouTube, Frontliners. We wrote mm-hmm. that actually during the pandemic. You know, we were all stuck home, so we were like, we have to do something. Right. And the guys came up with music. They sent it to me. I came up with lyrics. You know, we recorded it, and and that's out there. And it was in dedication to all the frontliners. Nice. You know, my whole family, my husband was a fireman. My son's a fireman in the city. My daughter's a nurse. Oh, boy. You know, they're volunteers at the local fire station, all my kids, so – you know, it meant something. They're all in the video, so make sure you go check that oh, out. That is. Well, it's definitely going to be in the in the chapter marks for sure. So that's that's great. It's good that you know you recognize, and it's all from personal experience. You know, yeah. The un, the unsung hero heroes, and I have a couple of cousins who work in in hospitals, and and the stories they told me were just just heartbreaking, and and the hours that they put in, and and thank God um, for our frontline workers, our healthcare workers, firemen, first responders, the whole nine yards. Yeah. It's, uh, where would, where would we be without them? It was Absolutely. rough. Definitely yeah. rough. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, the, the third song that you brought to the table, driving to the end. Tell me how that came about and then we'll take a listen to that. Well, driving to the end is definitely what it says. <laughs> driving <laughs> to the end, you know, you're, so it's a song about death. What, what is it? <laughs> driving to the end, you know, Nine to five jobs, just every day, the same thing, you know, going to work, coming home, the rat race, you know, it speaks volumes, you know. Especially especially for us from Long Island. You know, exactly. I, I, when we get visitors, they're like, why, why the hell do you live here? You got taxes and you got traffic. Yeah, well, we got the yeah. beach. We got other things too, you know, but uh, yeah. it and can we be. Just finished, yeah, we just finished the video for that. That's up. On you know we do all our own video stuff too so oh, that's great yeah I mean I'm like the video editor and <laughs> you you're know the marketer right you're, you're you the marketer and social media person and all all yeah. in one you just have to do it you know you got to be well rounded because you have to be able to do a little bit of everything yeah I mean you it's know. interesting when you when you talk about that and uh, you know particularly with social media like I never 
did a TikTok video until I did the podcast because in looking to people who market podcasts, they say, you better put up a TikTok video that's anywhere. They want it to be seven seconds, believe it or not, to catch yeah, somebody yeah. to yeah. not more than 30. And I've done a few. Yeah. And and it's kind of funny when I looked at it, I'm like, holy crap, there's 750 hits on this particular one. And I have no idea why one had more hits than the other. Um, yeah, we try doing TikTok. We're not too successful at it. I don't know why. Well, you we know have what, to get into that again. <laughs> have you heard of Canva? No. Okay. Got to look up Canva. My daughter, my daughter, Faith, told me about it. Canva, C-A-N-V-A. It's kind of an all-in-one. It's got a free platform aspect to it. Right. But you can do videos, business cards, you name it. And a lot of people share a lot of artwork that they've already created. Hmm. So you got, we'll talk about that offline. But that's, I I use that a lot for a lot of stuff. Um, I do album artwork uh, for each episode that I put up there. So I take people's pictures and stuff. I mean, right, I can, right. believe me, I, I was a kid with a coloring book that I could be in the coloring book all day long, you know, but I got to, exactly. I got to make a living, <laughs> <laughs> but Canva was, hey, I'm doing a plug for Canva. Maybe I can get Canva. To, to yeah. Monitor. Maybe they'll sponsor you. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you, know, you never know. You never know where it's going to yeah. be. So why don't we jump into this? Let's hear uh, driving to the end. We'll be right back after the song. Check it out, everyone.
everybody. We're back with Tanya from the original Gossip Band. Tanya's by herself because all the fellas were too chicken to show up on the uh, podcast. So um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Now you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to see you in the future. I'm going to come and I'm going to get punched in the face by one of the guys saying, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> so I, I just want to make sure we cover some of the other places that uh, you're going to be playing uh, in the very near future. Yeah, uh, we'll be at Paradise Studios in Massapequa on uh, July 21st, 8 to 9, uh, just a little hour set over there. Yeah, that's a, a nice little studio that's right by the Massapequa, on the north side by the Massapequa train station, right, right around the corner from CVS. And uh, they do podcasts and other things there. It's a pretty cool little little joint, as they say. So Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, have make sure everyone goes check out our website. we got a lot of shows coming up here on Long Island. All right, so what's the website? It's uh, originalgossipband.com. Oh, that's pretty easy. All right, good. And what we'll do is we'll also list any of your events on the Gig Destiny site, so there'll be a link to any of your live stuff. Uh, and I wish you guys the, so much success. I mean, you got really some nice music. Thank you. You've got original music, and we need more bands that are passionate about live music on Long Island. They're out there. It's the venue owners that we've got to uh, convince that, hey, this is a, a good way to support your business and music uh, at the same time. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, again, thanks so much, Tanya, for being with us. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys live and, and about Long Island. And uh, have a great evening. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, for having us. All right. Be well. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.